welcome back to the Mind Body Jesus podcast. Today we have a very fun episode that I'm really excited about. How to be a resourceful gardener. Not just a gardener, a resourceful gardener. Cool. I'm going to walk you through three things that you need and a lot of other alternative things and creative ways that maybe you wouldn't think to include and that you can use as part of your gardening arsenal. So first, let's define what resourceful means. Resourceful means to be able to create useful and unique solutions in a challenging situation. Cool. Which means it's kind of fun because it's a challenge. You kind of have to get creative. And I like that. Um, You know, anybody can go to Home Depot, get all the perfect tools and all the soil, perfect soil, and all the fences and sprays and all this. You know, I guess anybody technically can, but not everybody actually can because all that stuff costs a lot of money. So I'm trying to be resourceful to kind of save some money, but also just use what we got so we don't have to overbuy things. Um, So what does being resourceful do? It allows us to do the best with what we got. It empowers us to take action now than rather, rather than when we have what we need or, you know, exactly what we need. We always think like, oh, I don't have enough to do this or this. or But you have something. You do have something. So um, let's use that little something you got and make something of it. And that's the exciting thing. When you don't have exactly everything you need and then you're like, hey, look what I made with this. Like, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, So on top of that, when my husband starts getting a little like, Girl, um, don't you think you're a little crazy with this gardening thing? I just take him back to scripture and I say, God said in Genesis, he said, every seed bearing plant was given to me for food. So God has ordained this for me. And so I'm just like, hey, I'm taking this gift. Furthermore, the woman was made in the garden. Like, all right, that's what that's where I'm gonna be. That's where I was made. That is my domain among the plants and the flowers. And I like it that way. It's beautiful, it's peaceful. You get to make a home for the little insects. I can't tell you how fun it was to just um, grow up those sunflowers and then just have these little bees over like I'm freaking Snow White and they're just so happy and filled with pollen on this sunflower like they were having a freaking feast and I made them that food with the help of God and the sun and the soil um, it's just beautiful it's like having the plant animals over for your house for a great feast I mean, now don't get me wrong. Sometimes the rabbits and other things eat what you want to eat, but they just think it's because you have such a wonderful home. Take it as a compliment. Anyway, um, (laughs) so yeah, um, I want you to step out of feeling like you're limited in what you have, and I want you to see what you do have and what you can do with it. So I am going to just give three things that you need to start your resourceful gardening and then just some alternative ways to find these things. 
All right. So you need a, a pot or an area of grass. You need some good soil. And thirdly, you need some seeds or some plants. Um, so we're going to get into that. Um, why, why did I start doing this? I mean, I guess like everybody started doing it in 2020 because we're like, oh, shoot, the stores don't have any food and I don't know how to grow food. Um, <laughs> it's just a good skill to have. Um, me and my husband went on vacation and we, uh, we were in Continental Williamsburg and they had a lot of farms there, you know, because that was back in the olden days. And this farmer said... If you like to eat, you should like to know how to grow food. And I was like, dang, he hit the nail on the head. Growing food is so, um, it's just so basic. It's such a basic human function. It's just a basic skill that like people have known how to do for centuries. And we've lost it a little bit. Now, you don't have to grow everything, but it's good to know how to grow something. Like, um, even just for the knowledge of it. Just grow some spinach. Spinach grows really easily. Um, <laughs> all right, so we're gonna get into this. So first you need a pot or some grass. So of course you can find a standard pot, that's fine. You know, um, also I want you to be thinking about things, other containers that you could put some dirt in and put some plants in like that aren't conventional. So. You could do like old tires. You could do like an old sink or like even like an antique sink that so you can make that kind of cute. Um, old bathtub, have some nice pretty flowers coming off of it. Or you could just make that like your little um, spinach kale garden because it's a little raised. You could do that. Um, what other things could you use? Let's see here. I mean, I guess you could use old trash bins um you just kind of want to drill make sure that you have some holes drilled in the bottom of whatever you're using so that um so that you can uh you know drain the water so that it doesn't become too soupy and the the roots don't rot you can even build some um pallet boards these are treated sometimes so sometimes you don't want that around your soil but if you have some you know just random wood laying around um try your hand at that just make a make a little bucket or something um you can also grow things in bags nowadays uh they actually have bag bags you can grow they're like almost like little mesh bags like those ones that you take to the grocery store you just fill those things up with dirt isn't that crazy I am almost like, if you are just so like, no, I just, I can't, I can't do it. I'm like, okay, just go, fine, go to Home Depot, get a bag of dirt, slit it open. Don't even take the dirt out. Throw some like spinach seeds and kale down inside that bag. You could literally grow it in the dirt bag. So pretty simple here. Um... And then grass, a plot of land, that's pretty self-explanatory. If you have some grass, dig it up. Um, and you don't necessarily even need a rototiller. I dug up our, our, gra our ground in the backyard, a little bit of it, with just a shovel. And let me tell you, if you're looking for an exercise, that is a great exercise. 
I, w- I was doing that for a few hours last summer. My husband comes home and I'm like, Josh, we need to get a little Caesar's pizza. And I never am just, I never say that. I never am craving pizza, really. Um, but like that day I was because, you know, my body's like need calories now. It's a good workout, man. Um, so, you know, you need a pot, you need some grass. All right, cool. Um, you need that vessel to hold your plants in, obviously. And then two, you need some good soil. So, yeah, of course, you can go to Home Depot, buy some soil. Um, but how do you make do with the soil that you do have? So for me, a lot of this was composting my own uh, food scraps, old boxes, boxes that aren't painted, um, coffee grounds, all these things. You can throw it into a compost pile or... I also too have now just like a compost cylinder. It kind of just, it, it tosses it around for you in the cylinder so that it, you know, the air um, gets in there. But um, you can make your own compost. And I did this, uh, not this past year on the ground, um, but I did it the year before and I put this compost in with my tomatoes and my cucumbers. And oh my gosh, they grew so well. And it was literally just chick, um, just kitchen scraps. Like, that's it. Like, if you're going to pay this money for this food, why not use the scraps for something else? You know what I'm saying? Um, so you can do that. You can also compost with leaves and with grass clippings. I saw a, a YouTube video. This guy is literally just composting with grass clippings. He was using the, the brown... Um, old grass as like brown material and then he was using fresh green grass clippings for the green material because you need both green and brown material to compost Um, and he was just kind of circulating that around in the pile mixing it up every few days and he was making compost that way all you need is some grass so if you're cutting your grass and you're just throwing out the grass and you have a garden keep the grass Keep it in a pile and mix it up and and let it feed your feed your plants. Cause why not? Like, um, versus going and having to pay a bunch of stuff for it. Um. So yeah, you can do that. Um. Uh, let's see here. And then I have my whole whole chicken system. I just love the resourcefulness of whole chicken because. You get the chicken, you get the broth out of it, and then once you're done using the bones for the broth, you can use the bones for your garden. And I hope to be making a um, a bone garden fertilizer type DIY video here soon. I have so many bones in my freezer that it is making my husband mad. Um, don't make your husband mad, but... Um, you know, they're giving me the bones. Might as well do something with the bones, okay? Um, so these are some ways that you can, uh, the soil that you already do have, you can fertilize it, make it so that it'll be very life-giving for your plants. Other things as well, um, Epsom salt's good, um, banana peels, eggshells, I actually accidentally dumped oatmeal into a plant once. You know, don't don't like 
ask me how that happens, but, um, <laughs> and do that plan after I did that, it started like bolting up. I was like, what? Oatmeal? Really? Of all things. You want to be careful because you don't want it to get moldy, but you know, maybe sparsely, maybe that could help. Um, but yeah, so the one thing you just want to remember with the compost is you need the green material and then you need the brown material and these things kind of work together. You need air and you need moisture. So green material, brown material, you need that airflow and that moisture as well to help break down. Um, also, if you have some worms, worms help. That's the one drawback with my little cylinder um, composting thing. It does have the airflow and all that, but you know, worms don't crawl up on there, but worms help break down things. So it's good to have the little wormies in there. Um, yeah. So those are some ideas how you can make your soil good. Oh, also, if you do have a wooded area in your back backyard or maybe your friend's backyard or somebody you know with their permission, you can go back there and you can look at the soil in the trees because you know what happens year after year? Those leaves are composting down and whatever else is on the floor. You got dead trees composting down in the forest. It's great, really. Um, and you can take that stuff and load it up, put it in a pot, put it in uh, your garden. Um, what I really do like is the the trees that compost down. They kind of make this, um, I think it's called hum hummus, humus. Um, but it's like a fluffy red soft type thing once once the wood breaks down that's supposed to be really good for your plants and so I did that this year for um where I put my corn and my corn's loving it so that's good um so yeah those are some options there and then lastly you need some seeds or some plants so obviously you can go to the store buy seeds buy plants but you know what sometimes that gets expensive um, like $5 for a tomato plant, like, dang it. Or I can buy a packet of seeds for like two, $3 for, um, tomato seeds and learn how to make those myself and then, you know, have more. Um, if that's your first time doing it, I would say you could split it, do like, okay, I'm going to try this pack of seeds, but also, I can try some backups just in case because it is a little bit of a learning curve. Um, so you do need this, the seeds or the plants. Um, but some non-conventional ways you can get seeds and plants. So first you can get seeds from your actual food that you buy in the grocery store. Isn't that cool? Just think about it. You get seeds from spaghetti squash, seeds from cucumbers. Although I don't know if the cucumbers are matured enough in the in the store. Um, peppers, tomatoes have the seeds in them. So, you know, there's a whole variety of things. Um, but you can actually take those seeds and um, like for the tomatoes, you can ferment those. And how you ferment those is you uh, just leave them in some water. So you kind of fill the cup up with water, you put the seeds in and then you kind of just let them ferment there for a few days. You don't want them to get moldy though. Um, but basically what the fermenting does is it breaks down that um, there's like a protective slimy coat to the tomato seeds. 
Um, and that helps prevent the tomato seeds from sprouting inside the tomato. Makes sense, right? <laughs> um, so if you ferment them, then you can kind of take them out, dry them off, store them in a cool, dry place. There you go. You got some tomato seeds. Um, the only thing about the seeds that you find in the grocery store is that a lot of the times they're not heirloom which means that you don't know exactly the variety of uh, like what genetics you're going to get in that plant. Um, because if they breed things differently, they make hybrids. Say they use one breed of um, spaghetti squash because they like um, its yellow, nice color. But then another uh, seed of spaghetti squash they breed with it because it has a very sweet taste, but the color is green on the outside. So they kind of like breed these differently together. So sometimes you don't always know what you're going to end up with. But that's actually what happened. What I did, I was composting spaghetti squash. And then um, and then all these spaghetti squash plants started coming up this one year. And I'm like, what is going on? What is this plant all over my garden? Well, I had spread my compost all over, and so um, um, all these seeds were left in there, and I didn't realize it. And so all these spaghetti squash plants were coming up. And so I did get one really good spaghetti squash from that, and, and some of, a lot of them I just took them out of the ground because I didn't know what they were. But I got one really good spaghetti squash from that, and it looked exactly like the one I bought. It tasted great. And you could plant a field with how many seeds are in like one spaghetti squash plant. So it's just something to think about. Um, so you can do that. You can save the seeds from the thing, from the food from the store, but also be mindful of there are some foods that you can literally um, regrow from the store. For example, onions, you can do celery, you can do potatoes. Um, if you have, you know, some old potatoes and they start sprouting, you could just toss them in the ground. Um, you could do um, cabbage is another one that I've grown. Um, that actually I just threw in my compost pile one year and it started sprouting on its own. So I just planted it and um, it grew up pretty big, which was funny because I thought it was cauliflower. So I was waiting for like, I kept looking inside of it like, where's the cauliflower bud? And then I realized after a groundhog came and chomped it in half, I was like, oh, that was cabbage. But it got about maybe the size of like a softball before that happened. I was a little sad, but, you know, that's just what happens sometimes. One thing you might want to buy is a fence for the critters. <laughs> um, so, you can, so you can save seeds from the supermarket. You can also save the certain foods like onions. If you just chop off the little butt of the onions and then kind of slice um, that end off so it's a nice like clean slice and then you um, stick that end into just some water, not immersed in there, but you kind of just leave it in some water. Use some toothpicks if you need to kind of suspend it a little bit. Um, then that'll start growing roots. And maybe once they get to about an inch or so, you just pop those in the ground. Um, I did that as well. And that, uh, it started growing these two little onions. They might not be as big as in the store, 
the groundhog came and got those too. So my husband wants to shoot the groundhog, but it's so cute. I just can't, I just can't let him. It's just, it's cute, even though it eats all my things. Um, so that's another thing. Um, and then another thing you can think about is the plants that you already do have. Say, I don't know, say you go get a basil plant. Um, you can take kind of like the offshoots of that plant and you can stick them in some water and then let those that let that one grow roots of its own, plant that, all of a sudden you have two basil plants. Bada boom, bada bing, baby. And then, you know, in a few weeks you won't even you won't even know. It just takes time, but then you don't have to pay for it. So um, another thing I did with we have some wild raspberry or no blackberry bushes. Um, with blackberry bushes, the way that they reproduce is they take their little tentacles and they shoot them out and then, you know, they kind of hang over and they, they actually like go back into the ground. So once the little tentacles shoot out and touch the ground, then, um, another plant can sprout up from there. So what I did was I took the little top part of one of the arms of the blackberry plant the blackberry plant, I took it and I put it in a pot of soil. And I just left it there for, I don't know, a month, two, three, um, until that plant developed uh, roots of its own where I put it in the soil. And then you just chop off, you just chop off the, it from the other big plant. And there you go. You have a new blackberry plant. And I planted it right next to our house. It's doing pretty good. It's growing. And it's self-sufficient. So that's another cool thing that you can think about. <sighs> Anywho, this will be my last resourcefulness story. So last year, I was doing my gardening things. And I was transporting soil from the woods to the garden, like I said. And I was like, dang it, I wish I had like a wheelbarrow. Well, we don't have a wheelbarrow and I didn't want to go buy one. So I was like, okay, what, what do I have? I do have an old lawnmower, some old dresser drawers, and some duct tape. So I took the dresser drawers and I strapped them to the lawnmower with the duct tape and I was off. I went to the woods and got my load. I put it in the dresser drawers, bring it on back and I was able to transport so much more soil in my garden. And then my husband comes home and I'm like, look what I did. Look what I made. I solved this problem and I didn't have to buy anything. He's just like, Tori, I think that's like a little redneck. And I was like, what? No, 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 no. Like, sorry, Josh. I, I can't control who my mama is. But I love my mama. She she is resourceful herself. And maybe that's why maybe that's why I do this. I don't know. I was very proud of it. But also I do see what he's saying. It does look a little trashy. But I'm not, I, I'm just talking about being resourceful, man. Um, because if you don't do with what you got, you do without. And let me tell you, I was not doing without that day. <laughs> so anywho, I want to empower you to be able to grow your own food. Because in these trying times, 
we we gotta know it. We gotta know it. Um, if you really want to start simple, just try growing some greens, some spinach, some little radishes. Get yourself some BT spray. It's like a little bacterial thing. Um, it keeps the pests off. It's organic. Get yourself some BT spray, some little spinach seeds. Throw them in there. Um, they're cool weather crops, so they like it a little cooler out. So if it's the middle of summer, they might not do too well. But um, you could probably even start in September or something or as well. Or if you live in a warmer climate, you might be able to um, grow them throughout the winter, maybe even in like a greenhouse or something like that, a hoop house. Um, but yeah, you can just start there um, and you're off. Um so yeah, hope that gives you some ideas, some things that maybe you can use now. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks for joining. Uh, we'll see you next time on Mind Body Jesus.